0: Are you a show-off in your presentations, your sales pitches, or marketing in general? Are you concerned about coming across as a show-off and possibly arrogantly turning off your audience? Or maybe you're just wondering how to include your credibility and share that with your audience without being off-putting. If any of those represent how you feel or a concern that you have with your marketing, then keep listening because that is exactly what we're diving into in today's episode. Welcome to the Business That Story Built podcast. I'm your host, Christy Bilbury, a marketing strategist and brand story expert. My goal is to help you understand exactly what sets you apart from your competitors and how to confidently and authentically share that with the world. Your stories are what draw in your audience and keep them coming back for more of you and what you offer. In the business world, the top storytellers grow the top businesses. Let's chat about how to share your stories to grow your business. If you've been listening to my previous podcast episodes or follow me pretty much anywhere else, then you've definitely heard me share about getting more personal and vulnerable to develop deep bonds with your audience. While this is important, you need to balance that with sharing pieces of your credibility. So what is the right approach to balance vulnerably sharing while touting your credentials. Because honestly, too much of either one can be off-putting to your audience. When I first started my marketing strategy business, I remember sitting across from someone at a coffee meeting and reeling off pieces of my resume about when I interned at the Senate and then at the White House. I shared big name companies that I had worked with and really tried to wow this person. But wowing someone and signing them up as a new client can be two very different things, as I quickly found out. It's actually not that difficult once you understand how this concept works. First, people do love to be wowed. They do want to feel like they're working with or buying from someone at the top of their industry, someone with wisdom and firsthand knowledge of what it takes to succeed in whatever they do. But if all you share are the highlights, name drops, and accolades, especially if you sell a service that requires your client or customer to open up, you may intimidate them too much that they become afraid to say yes to working with you out of fear that you're going to look down on them and you definitely won't understand them. So I recommend thinking about a vulnerable moment or something funny, something interesting to your audience that happened in your journey, either to get the opportunity that you want to share about that has a a credential or an achievement. So let's go back to uh, what I mentioned earlier. When I worked at the White House, if my point is merely sharing that I worked there then a fair response from my audience would be, so what? How does that help me? How does that affect my life? But if I identified something funny or vulnerable or a life lesson that could be applied to my audience, then I can give them something that they can take away so that they're actually learning and they can be transported into that experience For themselves, not just me sharing an achievement. So, you want to weave it in in a subtle way. In other words, don't make it the point of the story, just a detail or a descriptor in the story that you know is going to stick out. For instance, if we go to when I was at the White House one of the biggest takeaways that I had was really toward the very end of my experience there. So I had actually finished my internship and I got volunteer status because I'd completely fallen in love with DC and I wanted to figure out what I could do to stay there and work. So while I was doing that, I stayed on in my office as a volunteer. Well, I had taken the day off, I think to go to a dentist appointment or something. And I had told my boss, Carrie, that if she needed anything, she could call me. But realistically, what in the world was going to be so important that it couldn't wait for me until the next day? Well, she called. I was really surprised. And I kind of thought she was just messing around with me. And she said, actually have a really special assignment for you. And I said, Oh, really? What is it? Do you need me to organize some files or what's going on? And she said, No, I I don't know if you saw the news today. But we just had a cabinet secretary step down. And the president has nominated a new secretary of the Treasury. And his name is Jon Snow. And he's going to be here tomorrow morning. And it's a really big deal. And Uh, the head of our office has asked you to help him during this process. And there was silence on the line for a second as I was processing that she wasn't kidding. (laughs) This was legitimate. And she said, so you need to be ready at eight o'clock because I'm going to pick you up in front of your building and take you off to the West Wing so that you can get the right credentials to actually take him around to his meetings and make sure he has everything he needs as he goes through this process. And so she said, in the meantime, you better start Googling this guy and find out his background so that you don't sound completely ignorant when you meet him tomorrow. So I will fast forward and just say that when I met him, he had, he had a hugely impressive background and I was an intern. So I didn't really know what the heck I was supposed to say. And he was uh, amazing. He just started talking to me like a normal person, asking me where I went to school, what i like to do, just some basic things. But it showed that he took an interest in me. And I thought at the time he was just making casual conversation. But when, we, when I started taking to him to meetings to meet with really important people were briefing him, he remembered the answers to what I had told him about myself. And he started introducing me to these people saying, oh, well, do you know Christy? Well, let me tell you a little bit about her. And I just stood there in shock because there was no reason he had to do that. He definitely went out of his way to give me these introductions And then I was really blown away. He had come back from a meeting, a lunch meeting with Alan Greenspan and said, hey, you know the economic briefing that I have this afternoon? I was thinking about it and I think it would be really educational for you to just come and sit in on that meeting. And I was like, really? And he said, do you need to check with your office and make sure that's okay? And I said, well, my job is really to make sure that you have whatever you need. So I don't think they're going to question what you tell me to do. Well, the other people in the meeting probably just assumed that I was there to set up the room and pour coffee for them. So when he asked me to pull up a chair and join them, their jaws hit the floor. Again, this was not something that he needed to do, but something that he chose to do. And this was a huge lesson to me early on on leadership. He also asked me to bring him by the office so that he could meet every single person in my office, shake their hands and individually thank them for all the work that they were doing for him. Even though realistically, most of them weren't working on him, they were working for other departments. But it didn't matter. He wanted to take the time and acknowledge them. And it showed me really early on that leadership is not something that just happens in the public eye. It's not something that just happens when you need something. But by taking the time and investing it in the people who, even like me, a lowly intern and volunteer, I would have bent over backwards to do whatever he needed And so would every single person in my office. And especially in Washington, D.C., this is pretty unusual behavior. Typically, people do stuff in front of cameras or reporters, but not necessarily just behind the scenes. Um, So that was an unbelievable example for me of the way that I should connect myself when I'm in a position of leadership in the future. So when I tell you that story, yes, it happened at the White House. Yes, it happened with the Secretary of the Treasury. But that was not the heart of the story. The heart of the story was a lesson on leadership that anyone in my audience can take away because my audience is business owners. We are all leaders in different capacities. So the point of my story was something that they can implement into their business, some takeaway that's meaningful for them. So when you are thinking, how do I share these pieces of credibility, whether that was an opportunity you had, somewhere you worked, someone you worked with, an award you won, whatever, just remember a great way to share that in a meaningful way to your audience while also establishing credibility is to make that a detail, a descriptor maybe something that sets the scene, but not the point of the story. And that's how you can get away from coming across as a show-off versus someone who has an impressive background with wisdom to share. I hope that helps clear that up. And please feel free to send me any questions that you have about this. You can always DM me on my Instagram at Christy Bilbrey. And with that, I wish you Happy storytelling. If you're ready to dive deeper into exploring the wealth of stories you have to offer, grab my free guide, Become Your Audience Bestie at bit.ly forward slash bestie podcast. That's bit.ly forward slash bestie podcast. You can also find the link in the description of this podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to subscribe To this podcast and I would be oh so appreciative if you would also take a moment to leave a review. Do you know someone else who needs this episode? Make sure to share the link with them. Thanks for listening.